0: International headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, in the heart of Tennessee, with Tennessee and the world at heart. This is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. What a joy it is to welcome you today. It's Friday, and of course, we're looking right into the weekend now. And I want to encourage you to be in church on Sunday, Sunday morning, Sunday night. Go to Sunday school as well. Take your family. Be there. Just get in on everything the church has going on. And I'm telling you, it will pay dividends in the long haul. You stay at it, and you're going to be glad that you did. Now, this weekend on Sunday, Sunday morning and Sunday night, I'm scheduled to be at the Clearview Baptist Church in South Haven, Mississippi, That's in North Mississippi, just across the Tennessee line, actually in South Memphis. And uh, it's one of those suburbs that's down in northern Mississippi, but it's right there I mean, very, very close to the heart of the Memphis area. So we hope that you'll plan to be with us Sunday morning and Sunday night this weekend, Clearview Baptist Church, South Haven, Mississippi. And the Sword of the Lord Conference is coming now very, very soon, 17 days from now. On the 17th of July, we'll be at the Gospelite Baptist Church in Walkertown, North Carolina. And listen, all the details are on the Sword website, so go there and check it out real soon. Now, let's look at our text today. Yesterday, I read a portion of uh, 3 John here in this little epistle. Verse number four says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. He's addressing this to Gaius, who was one of his converts, I think, and talking about him as one of his spiritual children. We walk through 1 John looking at the times when the Apostle John used the term truth. Now today I want you to see also here in 2nd and 3rd John that this emphasis on the truth is also given a good deal of space. 2nd John, verse number 1, he talks about the lady to whom he was writing and her children, that he said, I love in the truth. And he said, not me only, but also all they that have known the truth. That is, those people who are locked in, They are walking in truth. They also have an appreciation for this lady who was doing so well. And he says, "...for the truth's sake," verse 2, "...which dwelleth in us and shall be with us forever." Talking about the eternality of the truth, how that it is true today, true tomorrow, true every single step of the way. And then down in verse 4, he says, "...I rejoiced greatly that I found of thy children walking in truth." as we have received a commandment from the Father. So again, the emphasis upon truth. It's there in 2 John. Now we get to 3 John, and not only this fourth verse that I mentioned, and not only the first verse where he addresses Gaius as somebody that he loves in the truth, but also in verse number three, he says, I rejoice greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee, even as thou walkest in the truth. So, dear friends, can you see what we're looking at here? Just absolutely giving full attention to the commodity called truth. Verse 8, 3 John says, "...we therefore ought to receive such that we might be fellow helpers to the truth." So we extend our fellowship to good people who are walking the walk the way that they should, and we do that in order to be helpers to the truth, so that we're joining with them in their work and ministry and sharing in the work." Uh, Verse number 12 says, Demetrius hath good report of all men and of the truth itself. And yea, we also bear record, and you know that our record is true. So here again, he's waving the flag of one of these good men who has been faithful in serving and locked into the truth. Now, I've taken the time here yesterday and today to emphasize these places here in all three of these epistles that are written by the Apostle John. We have place after place after place where things are tied to the truth. Now, when we talk about the truth, what are we talking about? We're talking about the gospel, of course. We're talking about all of the great things of the Word of God. We're talking about the doctrinal truths of the Word of God. We live in a time now where even some Christians, I mean, it's like they'll usually say, well, the gospel, now, They may have different versions of the gospel even. They're not always locking in to what the Bible says about the truth of the gospel, but they'll at least give a nod to what they call the gospel. But then so many, many Christians today, folks who are professing Christians at least, it's like they don't want to hear anything else other than that. It's like nothing else matters. And I'm simply saying to you, and I believe I can make a strong case, that the Bible, every single page, has things on it that we need to take note of. There's nothing there that is insignificant, unimportant, or that deserves deleting. Every single bit of it is what we can just call the truth, because it is true. And whenever we look at the Word of God, we don't have to doubt it. We don't have to hedge on it. We don't have to uh, do analysis and try to figure out if we've got uh, all of it in place like we ought to have. No, it is the truth. And when the truth is in our possession, we're in possession of a very, very, special thing, a very special commodity. You remember in Proverbs chapter 23 and verse 23, the Bible says, buy the truth and sell it not. And it also goes on to mention wisdom and instruction and understanding and tells us to buy all of those and do not sell them. So what we're looking at here, whenever we study 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, and pointedly, we've just looked at this matter as it relates to the truth, the emphasis upon that. I'm telling you, it needs to be an emphasis in my church. It needs to be an emphasis in your church. It needs to be an emphasis in my family. It needs to be an emphasis in your family. We need to lock into, I mean, lay hold of the truth and then lock onto it and never turn loose of it. That's why the Proverbs say, buy it and sell it not. It's very, very urgent that we do that. So as we see these folks walking in truth, It's not a matter of what we see sometimes when people say, well, go to the church of your choice. That's not really a good statement. We need to go to a church where the truth is held in high esteem. And we need to do what the Lord tells us in all of these passages where he articulates his word. So you say, well, uh, why the emphasis on truth? Well, Isaiah chapter 59 and verse 14 says that truth is fallen in the streets. It's simply a matter that falsehood is getting all kinds of attention. It's getting popular even in some so-called Christian circles. And whenever we see that, we need to remember that Jesus said, John 8:32, 32, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So it's vitally important that we latch on to these precious things that the Lord's given us, the Holy Spirit of God. John chapter 16 and verse 13 says that he will guide you into all truth. Sometimes people talk about the Holy Spirit, but they don't demonstrate that they have possession of the truth. So I question whether they have the possession of the Spirit or whether the Spirit possesses them, because when he guides, the Bible tells us, he guides into truth, and not just a part of the truth, but all of the truth and that's why we can count on the spirit of god to always be in line with the word of god. in proverbs chapter 16 and verse 6 the bible says by mercy and truth is iniquity purged. you know whenever you and i realize we're sinners we need to know what to do about that. we don't need some false remedy. we don't need something that is going to just go through the motions, but instead we need to have an absolute solution And that's where the truth comes in. In John chapter 1 and verse 17, the Bible tells us that grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. So whenever we think about these matters, I mean, mercy and truth, it's like they're partners, it's like they are twins together. Grace and truth, it's like they're partners, they're twins as well. You see one, you see the other one. One comes, you get the other one. In John 17, verse 17, Jesus said, sanctify them, talking about his disciples, talking about the ones who were following him. Jesus said, sanctify them through thy truth. So do you see why it is so important to make the emphasis upon the truth? Jesus said, your sanctification depends upon the truth. And if you and I figure out, I mean, what what is the truth about Christology? What is the truth about pneumatology, the doctrine of the Holy Spirit? What is the doctrine of the Bible? What is the doctrine of the second coming? All of those things, as we get hold of what the Bible says, we are getting the truth, and that will purify us. It will sanctify us. It will put us in strong position so that we're living then as we ought to live. You know, the Bible tells us in that great chapter on love in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 6 says that charity, talking about love, rejoiceth in truth. Whenever we have the love of God in our hearts, then we're going to rejoice in the truth. Now, when people reject truth, that tells me they're not uh, as closely attached to the love of God and the goodness of God as they need to be, because this passage—I'm just talking about what the Bible tells us here. It says, charity rejoiceth in truth. And so if you're not really excited about truth, and if you're not happy about truth, it tells me there's something missing. And you need to get hold of the missing thing. Now, walking in truth will require—it's going to mean that you and I are going to have to say no to some things. We're going to have to say no to some teachers, some false teachers, false preachers, false prophets. We're going to have to say no to them, as we ought to do. Uh, it means we're going to have to discern truth from error— from time to time, we're going to be confronted with something and we're going to need to ask ourselves the question, is this true? If it is true, go with it. If it's not true, then we go away from it. Whenever we walk in truth, it means we have become obedient. It means we have heard the truth of God and we have determined to be obedient to it. Whenever we walk in truth, that means that we're going to sign up to work for the Lord. It means we're going to serve him. It means we're not going to just lay back and let things happen as they will, but we're going to pitch in and do everything we can to serve and to be a part of the Lord's work and a part of his ministry. That's why we get in and get connected to a local church. It is important, vitally important that we do that. I know some folks have the idea that church is one of those optional things you just kind of hit and miss when you want to. Well, folks, listen, church was God's idea, just like family was God's idea. And God built families, originated the family, and he originated the church. And he's done that not only for his glory, but he's done it for our good. And you and I need to make ourselves really involved in both family and church because it's God's design for us to do it. And when we walk in truth, then we'll get busy. We'll get in and get lined up as we ought to. It'll mean we get lined up with everything the Bible tells us. We're not going to reject any of it, but we're going to just say, that's God's Word, I'm going to go with it. And by the way, whenever we get to walking in truth, whatever's going on that we ought not to be doing, that will become clear to us, and we will correct whatever is wrong. And I think one more thing I can say here, walking in truth means that we're going to adopt a scriptural game plan everything that we're involved in. That means our business, that means our work, that means our school, that means our family, that means our church. Every single thing is going to line up and we're going to adopt a scriptural game plan to make that work. And I'm telling you, whenever we see this, as it is illustrated here, this verse that he says about Gaius, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. And so walking with the Lord means that we find the truth, we buy into it, we don't sell it, we just walk the walk as clearly and as closely lined up with the Word of God as we possibly can. That is a special thing. And what greater joy, uh, there just isn't anything better. And it is simply what we ought to do. Well, I hope you have a great weekend. And while you're getting the weekend going, I hope you'll sit down and write me a note. I'd love to hear from you. Write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you. So have a great weekend. God bless you. See you Monday. Goodbye for now.